the body. Um, so Mark prayed for our business last Sunday and uh, this week we got a financial breakthrough. Uh, we had purchased a building in San Marcos which was vacant and yesterday we signed a lease for the uh, entire building and just as is. So I, I said to John, I feel it's hard to share financial testimonies because you have to know the context and that's difficult to tell just in a short while. But what I've found in business with God is he's more interested in the relationship than he is in the, the breakthrough blessings. So he wants to, more than anything, he wants to partner with us in the trusting and and so that when he, the breakthrough comes, he gets the glory. And yeah. we started our business here in Escondido uh, in February last year, and then COVID hit and pretty much put a blanket on a startup uh, business. And so last year was extremely uh, challenging, perhaps the hardest year we've had in the 10 years that uh, my brother and I have been in, in business together. And obviously we just arrived from uh, Chicago. Um, but we had to just keep going back to the relationship with God and just trusting Him and the peace and going back to the promises that He spoke in getting us both families to move to this area. Um, and I was reminded in this uh, breakthrough of how God uh, gave me a word which I've relied on this whole time. And He said to me one night, um, I'm going to take care of the timing. And the day before we closed on the building, we came to terms with this tenant and got a signed letter of intent. And you then have to move that from intention to a signed contract and obviously them performing. So it was just a reminder of the faithfulness of God that the day before, after three months of trying to secure this transaction, um, the terms were met the day before the closing. So just a reminder that he's more into the relationship with us than he is just in transactions and breakthrough blessings. Awesome. What a great testimony. That is so good. That is so good. I want you to be expecting favor on your life this year. And that's not just financial, though it can be. It can be whatever it is that you need because God is everything you need when you need it. On His time, by the way, not yours. Have you ever noticed that? I hate that. I'm going old school this first couple Sundays because the Holy Spirit is downloading so much stuff to me so rapidly but I can't put it into structured notes. It's just scribble on the legal pad, which is the way I like to roll anyway. And uh, just let the Lord speak to us. So I'm going to get into the word with you. And then we're going to break into connect groups, small groups. Um, because what we are finding, we, did, we, we uh, determined this as a leadership when we started meeting again. And that is what we need the most right now is community. People need connectedness. I see when people have begun connecting again, I've seen depression leave and joy increase. We're not made for isolation. God didn't make us that way. You cannot stay isolated and stay mentally, emotionally healthy. So I'm going to drop some God stuff on us. And then we're just going to break into small groups and 
and uh, process that together. But I don't want to do that before we all ask God for a fresh infilling of His Spirit, which I'm going to do right at the end of talking to you this morning. We're going to stand and we're just going to receive a fresh infilling because that's what the Lord's doing right now is He's pouring His Spirit on us fresh and new. Last year was hard, but the Lord is renewing us by His Spirit right now. Um, I had someone say to me, a teenager say to me, let me ask this, Kobe, I'm going in and out of the shade and sun. Is that good or bad for people watching online? Should I just keep moving to the left while the sun moves to the right? All right, and this is going to follow me, right? Okay, that's what I'm going to do. All right, we're working it out. Uh, for the kids, by the way, we have, if you have little little ones, we have a little, um, Carolyn's doing such a great job. Can we thank Carolyn for her work with the children over there? So she put out a, a little space over you, and it's sanitized on the left and the right and all around. There's sanitiza sanitization angels that are covering the top of it. And uh, you can take your little ones over there. And then when we break into small groups, first through fifth grade are going to meet out at the children's center at the very front of this building. I also want you to know that when COVID lifts, Drew has um, offered phenomenal facilities to us in, in this building right here for us, for the children, for everybody, for the youth. Yeah, so um, we're going to start here and then we're going to slip in there. So a teenager said to me uh, last week, I did not let, I'm sorry, the spirit of the Lord is just so strong in me and on me right now. I did not let 2020 break me. I let it make me. That is the way believers are to walk through any season in any life, whether it's prosperity or whether it is suffering. Paul said, I have learned to, and, and no matter what the season is, to be content. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so the, the contrast, when you go through difficult times like last year, and some of us are still in difficult times this year, it's kind of like when my, my, my daughter and I hiked, uh, me and my three daughters hiked Topwoods Peak, a 9,000 foot peak in Idaho. We've done it a few times like a tradition. And it was the hardest hike I'd ever done. Then we went to Yosemite last year. That was insane. We hiked, you, you hiked up there, huh? What is the name of that, the, the, the highest something falls? What is that? I can't yeah, I can't remember because who cares? Time, oh, you didn't do it? I, oh, those were fake pictures you sent? I saw I, I saw your social media posts. Oh, it was blocked off? Right. Well, I'm going to have to go check your history because I think you were lying. Anyway, I got up to that, that, that uh, at the top of that mountain in Yosemite, and I mean, I never want to do it again. It hurts so bad. Well, so then last week, we hiked Talkwood Peak, Talkwood's Peak again. And what was interesting is after doing the Yosemite deal, Takowitz was a breeze. Until we hit snow that went up to our knees, actually did that. We're hiking, your foot goes down into the snow, and your snow, some of you are going like this. If then they're done that, that's some tough sledding. But before we hit the snow, it was like Takowitz Peak. This is nothing. But it's only because of the perspective. It's all relative, isn't it? Takowitz used to be the hardest hike and so grueling, I had to prepare for it. But after I did Yosemite, Talkwitz was nothing. That's the way it is when you and I go through trials through life. The trials that you think 
you can't endure, you won't survive, and you do. Then you go to the next peak, and it's even harder. You look back at the last trial, and you realize, that's so doable now. Because you're growing. You're getting stronger on the inside. Christ is developing his Christ-like character in you, and he can endure anything. And he can endure anything through you. So, I pray that you allow 2020 to make you, not break you. The fact that you're here today says a lot. The fact you're watching online says a lot. That you're still engaged. That you're still following Christ. That you still want to be part of the kingdom of God. That's huge. There are a lot of people who have been blown out. There are a lot of people who are misbehaving. There are a lot of people who call themselves followers of Christ. And the things that they're posting online. And the way they're behaving is horrendous. Has nothing to do with Jesus. It's revealing who people really are. What they're truly made of. Now I want to say a word to those of you who feel like you've blown it. And that you feel like it did break you and did not make you. One of the beautiful things about the kingdom of God. Is that you can bring your brokenness and your weakness. You can say, oh my gosh, I can't believe the way I behaved. I can't believe the things I posted. I can't, I can't believe how I fell off, a, fell off the wagon. I can't believe how I, how I acted. Bring that to Jesus. Bring it to Him. Because the Lord is not impressed with our strength. Jesus is easily touched by and drawn to weakness, not strength. And He will fix that all up. And He does it in short order. You see, in the world, we're trained to hide our weaknesses. And like a peacock, right? Just, just flare our strengths. And, right? But in the kingdom of God, Paul said, I have learned something. I have learned to celebrate my weaknesses because my weaknesses is where I experience the power of Christ resting upon me. Well, how does that happen? The Holy Spirit. We're in a series on the Holy Spirit. When you bring your weakness to Jesus and you say, Lord, I'm, I've been, my anger is destroying my life, my relation, my lust, my greed, my anger, my fear, my resentment, the, the, the mistreatment, the injustice that's been taking place in, in politics or in um, so the social issues of the day or my family, like some of my family, my brothers, my sisters, my mom, my dad, my kids aren't talking to me. We're fighting. Things are being blown apart. There's been a, I've been abandoned. I mean, there's all sorts of hellish things that have happened over the last 12 months. Bring all of that to Jesus and say, fix me, Lord. And the Holy Spirit will come upon you and begin to empower you. That's the message of the gospel. The gospel is the power of God to those who believe it. That's what the Bible says. Now, one of the weaknesses, and I'm just flowing here because all these thoughts have come to me from the Holy Spirit and they all dovetail together. One of the weaknesses, one of the blockages to you moving forward with God that I believe I picked up in prayer and that is unforgiveness. Producing bitterness and resentment in some of your souls. You've been mistreated. Maybe not just the last 12 months, maybe this is from childhood. I don't know when it began, when it happened, or how many times it happened to you. But I'm gonna tell you something. You cannot run a marathon and chain smoke at the same time. That is not a good idea. And life is a marathon. 
And your spiritual calling is supernatural. It's a divine call from God to represent Jesus to the world, to your spouse, to your kids, to your neighbors, to strangers. We are to be representing. We're to be the fragrance of Christ. And you cannot, you cannot exude Jesus to people around you if you're carrying around in your heart bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness toward those who have hurt you and misused you and abused you. It is like chain smoking on a marathon. It is like trying to run a marathon and you've got a hundred pound bag of sand stuck to your foot and you're trying to run. You're, Jesus says, well the Bible says in Rome, or Hebrews 12, it says, lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily ensnares you so you can run the race that is set before you. I want to speak to you directly and with, with all compassion. If you are dealing with unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment, let it go. Self-pity is a poor substitution for victory. Self-pity will suck the life out of you. Bitterness and resentment will distort your personality. It'll quench the gift of God that's in you and on you for the benefit of others. It literally will cause depression. You can have counseling. You can be on medication. You can exercise. You can eat right. But if you have poison in your soul, the only thing that's going to get that out of you is your will to forgive that person or that group of people. And if you will choose to do that, some of you say, I can't. I tried. I get it. I know. I'm with you. I had to forgive somebody at the end of last year. I was in a bad place. I had stinking thinking. I was like that 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 Charlie Brown character on Peanuts, you know, that has the has the flies and the gnats going. What, what's that guy's name? Huh? Pigpen? Pigpen. For those of you that are old enough to know the Peanuts, that was me, man. It was, it was not good for me. It wasn't good for my wife. It wasn't good for you guys. It wasn't good for my soul. And so I said to the Lord, and you need to say this. When you're in your small groups, you may want to deal with this right now. Get that weight off of you so you can run free. Jesus said this. If you do not forgive, you will be given to the tormentors. Because the Father in Heaven has forgiven you for your sins. So you cannot turn to this person over here and not forgive them for what they did to you. Or didn't do for you. Or whatever it might be. It's a, it's a miscarriage of justice spiritually. And so Jesus said that until you forgive. Now watch this phrase. Sometimes we, we, we miss this phrase. Until you forgive from the heart. Because the Bible says guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the boundaries of your life. Your life is defined by what's going on in your heart. Your behavior, your attitude, your speech comes out of your heart. Jesus says what goes into you doesn't defile you. What comes out of you is what defiles a person. And so Jesus says, unless you forgive from the heart, like go deep down into the core of that pain, deep into your soul, and just cough it up. <laughs> Say, Jesus, I forgive that person. Now, if you will choose to do that, you say, I tried, I can't. Right, but the Holy Spirit can. 
And that's where the Holy Spirit will empower you because He wants you free. You are bound up, bagged up, stopped, blocked in, and you're a victim. You're victimized. And I'm not preaching at you. I'm doing this with you. Once I released the pain and forgave the person that hurt me, it's not till that moment that you do that and you feel yourself free from that pain that you don't even realize that you were a victim. You're still being tormented and controlled by that pain right now until you let it go. You have the power to be a victim or a victor. And Jesus wants you to be a victor like him. Think about all the people Jesus had to forgive, including you, including me. And he did it. Father, forgive them all. They don't know what the heck they're doing. If you will choose to forgive, the Holy Spirit will give you the power to forget it. And today will be your day of freedom. Do it today. Do it right now as I'm talking. Some of you, I believe, are already doing it. As I'm talking right here, you're grabbing a hold of that and you're doing it. In fact, let's just do it. We're going to start it right here and right now. And we're going to move on to a little more here. But I want to, I want to capitalize on this more. Right there where you're at home. Maybe you're in the car, headed to work, listening to this. Get that person... A group of people, whoever it is, get them in your mind. Don't be afraid. Invite Jesus into it right now. And just pray this to the Lord right now. Say, Lord, I'm tired of being victimized. I'm tired of the self-pity. Set me free, Jesus, right now. I say this, Jesus, I choose to forgive. Now fill in the blank. Say their name. I choose to forgive. Say I'm releasing them now. And now say this, Lord, forgive me. for holding on to bitterness and resentment. I call unforgiveness a sin. Please forgive me. Now invite the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, restore my heart. Renew my spirit. Set me free. Amen. If you prayed that, we just raise up both hands right there, just like this, and say, hey, hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Now, I want to say this to you in light of that one area of inviting the Holy Spirit. Last week, we prayed for some of you to get your spiritual language, to be able to speak in other tongues, to prophesy, to operate in the gifts of healings, the working of miracles. The discerning the spirits, the word of prophecy, the word of wisdom, um, uh, the, gift, the, the gifts of workings of miracles, the gift of faith, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Remember the Holy Spirit is in you for you. 
for the Christ-like character, love, joy, peace, faithfulness, goodness, kindness, temperance, gentleness, self-control. The Holy Spirit is in you for you, for the new birth, for the character of Christ to be developed in you. But the Holy Spirit comes upon you for others. So that you can operate in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to destroy the works of the devil. Can I hear an amen? I want you to say this out loud with me. Say, the same Spirit, the same assignment, same results. Say it again. Same spirit, same assignment, same results. Say it again. Same spirit, same assignment. Okay. You guys, give me something here. Come on. Give it to me. No, 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 not that. I'm. This is just me getting ready to rebuke you. Okay, look. I know you got masks on. I bet you the people, I can hear the people at home better I can hear you. Come on. The same spirit, the same assignment. The same results. The Bible says in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. I'm going to read this to you. This is so good. In the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 11. No, 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And describing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're in a series on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. A fresh outpouring of the Spirit. It says this. But the same manifestation of the Spirit. The word manifestation there. I'm sorry. They mess with me all the time. So I got to mess back. This is our videographer trying to get it just right. Now I want to say this camera, uh, Kobe. This little guy, he's kind of oblong. He's kind of like this tilted. I don't know if people watching online are having to do this with the TV screens and their phones on the show. There we go. The word manifestation there. The manifestation of the Spirit. The word manifestation means visible evidence. Don't you love that? It's not just theology. It's not just me teaching you right now. It's visible evidence. One of the questions in your small groups we're going to break into in a little bit is, have you been filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit? If so, what's the proof? Not a third degree, not a pass or fail. We're just looking for the visible evidence of the Holy Spirit. And if it's not happening, we're going to pray until it happens. Amen? So, like, um, last week we prayed for somebody to get your prayer language. It didn't happen for some of you. I want to say this to you. Please, do not give up. And the book of the same book, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it says, desire, earnestly pursue, be zealous for, be in hot pursuit of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, like when I do counseling and we, we I, I pray with people, if you don't operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's like building a house with a hammer instead of a nail gun. Or a hand screwdriver rather than a power drill. I mean, when you operate in the gifts of the Spirit, you get so much farther, so much faster. If the Holy, if the first church needed it, we need it even more. Jesus operated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why do you think we can get by without operating the gifts of the Holy Spirit? But as we pursue the Holy Spirit, I want to say this to you. If you are not experiencing visible evidence when you get prayed for, don't let the devil tell you there's something wrong with you. God doesn't love you. God doesn't want you to have it. No. That's C-R-A-P. All right? That is not from Jesus. You just keep pursuing 
You keep asking. I remember when I was wanting to get the prayer language, everybody else was praying in other tongues and other prayer language. And I didn't have the prayer language. And I was told by my former pastor, well, it's not God's will for everybody to have the prayer language. And it's not God's will for you to be healed. And it's not God's will for your business to prosper. I was told all three of those things. So I had to dig into the word of God and find God's promises for myself until I came to faith in all three areas and I got all three areas. And so, you know what I did? I got prayed for it and prayed, praying the gifts of praying other tongues, praying the gift uh, spiritual language. And I, it wasn't happening. So this is what I did. I was driving down Highway 5, 1985, I think. And I said, Jesus, now I don't know if this is right or wrong, but it worked. I said, Jesus, I am tired of everybody else speaking in other tongues but me. I, and you said... If anybody asks for the Holy Spirit, you will give it to him. My Father in Heaven will give him the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to ask you for the gift of praying in other tongues. And then I'm going to start speaking in other tongues. And so I did. I said, Jesus, I asked you to give me the gift of speaking in other tongues and baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then I just started driving and I just started making up noises in my mouth. It was stupid. It was silly. My brain said, this is ridiculous. This isn't God. I totally get it. But I wanted to step out and pursue the gifts of the Spirit. And then, you know how sometimes you're driving along and then you're daydreaming and you come back out of your daydreams and you're like, oh dear God, I was daydreaming and driving the car at the same time. Anybody ever had, you ever done that before? You're like, wow, how long have I been daydreaming? I'm on the freeway. But when I came out of my daydream, I was praying in the spirit. Woo! Come on, man. It was flowing. And I've been praying in other tongues ever since. Multiple languages. They shift when I'm praying. They just, I mean, it's such a powerful gift. That's just one gift. But what I'm saying to you is this. I had to pursue it. I had to keep pressing for it. So as we're pursuing fresh outpourings and manifestations of the Spirit at the beginning of this year, do not give up. Do not think there's something wrong with you spiritually that's not happening. You just keep calling out for it. And the Holy Spirit's going to start manifesting. It's going to give some people dreams and visions and, and divine encounters. And it's going to rock you and it's going to be awesome. And you're going to be able to help the rest of the body of Christ with the gifts. And it's not just for you. Here's another powerful verse I want to share with you this morning. In the book of Isaiah. This is very similar to the book of Acts that we read last week in Acts chapter 2. Where it says, repent, be baptized all of you in the name of Jesus. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For it is for you, for your children, and for all who the Father will call who are far off. These promises of the Holy Spirit is not just for you. It's also for your children. In the book of Isaiah chapter 44. Such a great promise. This is the scripture that Jesus quoted when he stood up on that great day of the feast. And he said, all of you who thirst, come to me and drink. And out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Holy Spirit, who had not been given yet, because Jesus had not yet been glorified, crucified, and resurrected. That scripture that Jesus quoted in John chapter 7 comes out of Isaiah 44. I'm going to read right now. Listen to this promise. Verse 3 through 5. For I will pour water, speaking of the Spirit, I will pour water on him who is thirsty. How many of you are thirsty for more of the Holy Spirit? Come on, I am. Every day. And I'm not just preaching that. I can't over-preach this. 
I'm a, no matter how much I try to preach this, it's under preaching what is available. Every morning I wake up, every afternoon, every evening. My humanity, my flesh, my weakness, my anger, my tiredness, my weariness, my temptations are on me just like they're on you. That's why we need the outpouring of the Spirit 24-7. We need to live by the power of the Spirit overriding our flesh. Jesus said the, the, the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's why we need an outpouring of the Spirit. For I will pour out, that's a promise, I will pour out water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants. Come on, Jesus. Some of you are going to grab this promise right now as I'm reading it. I will pour out my spirit on your children and my blessing on your offspring. Claim it, Chris. Right now, man, I'm going to pour my spirit on your children and my blessing on your offspring, Josh. Somebody better grab this promise right now and the Spirit of God is speaking this to you. I will pour out my spirit on your children and my blessings on your offspring. They will spring up among the grass. Now this is because of the Holy Spirit that's on them. Your children, because I'm pouring out my spirit on your kids. We're going to come to a close here. Because I'm going to pour out my spirit on you and your children. They will spring up among the grass like willows by the water course. One will say, I am the Lord's. Don't you want to hear your kids say that? Not because they've been told to. Not because they're drugged to church. Because the Spirit of the Lord has come upon them. And they're filled with the Spirit. And they just say, spontaneously by the Spirit, I am the Lord's. When stopped. This is too good. One will say, I am the Lord's. Another will call himself by the name of Jacob, or the name of God. Another will write with his hand, the Lord's. And their journal, tattoo on their hand, I am the Lord's. And name himself by the name of Israel. Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 11 prophesying about Jesus when he would come it says that the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him now you got to remember Jesus is our model our captain our guide our chief our master our example Remember, the same Spirit, the same assignment as the Father sent me, I send you. Same Spirit, same assignment. Don't go anywhere until the Spirit of God has come upon you, Jesus said. Same Spirit. When Jesus was born of the Spirit, it wasn't until the Spirit came upon him at his baptism. It says, while he prayed, the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And then Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is now upon me because he has anointed me to preach and to heal and to cast off devils, work, work, uh, do the works of, of, of God, right? So... When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus, same Spirit, same assignment. We want the same results, Gary, right? That's what frustrates us. That's why we allow our doctrine, our teachings to be reduced down to our experience. No. Everybody said no. no. Turn to the person next and say no. no. Say never. No. Say not going to happen. Not gonna say don't do that. No. Say stop it. No. 
We don't want to take what is available to us. And then because of our experience of not being healed, someone not getting saved, someone not getting their prayer language, somebody not getting a breakthrough, we then, to make ourselves feel better, for pastors to make Christians feel better, we reduce what God says is available down to our experience. Everybody say, no! Come on. Jesus did not die on the cross and break the devil's back and be raised from the dead for us to lower our expectations. We may not get everything that's available to us before he returns, but dang it, let's get as much as we can. Same spirit, same assignment. We want the same results. So the spirit in Isaiah 11 rested upon Jesus. The spirit of wisdom, supernatural wisdom. Some of you need that. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of might, physical strength. The spirit of knowledge. Way beyond your human capacity. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord. What is that? Reverence for God. What does that do? It frees you from all of the fears. When the spirit of the fear of the Lord comes upon you, you don't fear people anymore. You don't fear the past. You don't fear the present. You don't fear the future. You don't fear failure. You don't fear death. You don't fear the devil. When the spirit of the fear of the Lord comes upon you. This is what I'm talking about. It's supernatural dynamic. Supernatural ability. It's not human wisdom, human understanding, human knowledge, human strength. No, it is spirit strength, spirit wisdom, spirit knowledge. Why don't you stand on your feet right where you are and let's come to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, forgive us for treating you like the strange, weird cousin that somehow made it into the family. We really don't really know you. We don't understand you and you scare us and we really don't want you. How about we completely flip that script? And say, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, forgive us for resisting you, quenching you. Not wanting you. Just turn your hands, palms heavenward, and just say, Holy Spirit, I want you, I need you. I want a fresh outpouring of you, just like you have baptized Jesus, baptized me right now. Melt my heart, fill my thoughts with God thoughts. Give me a fresh and filling, Holy Spirit. Just gonna stay here for a moment. We're not gonna rush this. Just, just let the Spirit come. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. It's not a one-time experience. It's again and again and again and again. Just say, Holy Spirit, come. had a prophetic utterance the Lord says I'll repeat it for those of you who couldn't hear that the Lord says you have not because you ask not ask that you might receive some of you can get your prayer language right now in this moment ask them, say, Lord, I want to pray in the Spirit. I want to pray in the spiritual language. Spirit to Spirit. Some of you just got the gift of healing. 
The Bible says that the Holy Spirit gives gifts to whom He will. Gifts of wisdom, working in miracles, gifts of faith, gift of prophecy, gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, the gifts of discernment of spirits. Well, I, this is this is awesome right now. The Lord is depositing gifts. Just keep your hands heavenward. Your hearts and your spirit open to remind them. Children, this is for you too. Samuel was like five years old when he began to hear the voice of God audibly. It's for teenagers. You're not too old either. As long as you're alive, you're a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we want you in this church. You are the life of God to us. Holy Spirit, come and break the bondages of sickness and disease, fear, break insomnia, panic attacks. Holy Spirit, come and overpower the works of the enemy. Drop gifts upon us and in us right now that are supernatural for the advancement of your kingdom in this region. Drew, I'm going to ask if you'll come. I don't want to embarrass you, but I want to pray over you. I just felt prompted by the Holy Spirit for us to bless you and your leadership role here at this building. You're a Joseph. I feel like I just got that from the Holy Spirit. You're a Joseph. Where you go, it prospers because you're a Joseph. It's not about your skill. It's about your heart. That was from the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, Lord. And Mark, why don't you come on up here and see if you have a, a word for Drew. Are you comfortable with this, James? Okay, good. Because saying no right now would be really weird. <laughs> yeah, you're being somewhat manipulated, but it's for good purpose. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some okay, and Josh, if you want to come up and... and uh, I'm just going to wait and see it. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit, man, back into our fellowship. Huh? Come on. The Holy Spirit is more powerful than 2020. Spirit of God, come. Drew, you're a man of great gentleness and self-control uh, and genuine humility. And it's you've been you've been misjudged by a bunch of people. Put the mic a little closer to your mouth. You've been misjudged because that gentleness and that self-control and that humility, they have seen through their eyes as weakness. And they've attributed that to you from time to time. But it's just not true. What it is is character. It's character. It's Christ-like character. And you have that. And you know the verse. If we humble ourselves voluntarily, we choose to humble ourselves, then his obligation is to exalt us. And you've entered into a season of exaltation. A time when the strengths in you that you chose to allow to be obscure out of humility, they're being seen and they're being recognized. And it's going to go up very quickly. You've pleased him, you've honored him, you've put him first. And now he's flipping the switch and divine favor is going to rest on you. 
more and more things that you do are going to bear fruit disproportionately to what the, the effort was that you put into it. Just going to see a really good time. And a time of recognition. Now the time of recognition is coming. You're going to see a lot more recognition for what you do and who you are. And your influence spiritually in this place is going to increase even more. You will find people drawn to you because of your gentleness, because you're a safe place. You have a pastoral gifting in your, in, your, in your heart. And they're going to come, and they're going to begin confessing things to you that they've never told anyone else because they feel safe. And you're going to find it's going to become a natural part of your work to pray for them and to give counsel. You're going to become, in many ways, a pastor to this community this is, that is this building. You're going to find that developing more and more and more. Not because you seek it, because they seek you. Because they've recognized in you the character of Christ. You're safe. And that's going to lead to a whole new level, not just in, in the business side of things, which will prosper because of it, it has to, but your personal ministry and your influence here at a church in business relationships is just going to take a leap up. It's going to surprise you. It's going to be like, that's what that guy was talking about, but I didn't do anything to make it happen. It just increased. That's the beauty of the favor of the Lord, is its grace. It's not related to your effort. It's related to the relationship you have with Him. It's proportional. The height at which He raises you is proportional to the depth of your relationship with Him. And now you're going into that elevation. You know, it's amazing. You don't know about Drew because he has a master's and marriage and family counseling. Right? Is that right? <laughs> All right, let's, let's reach our hands out. And Francisco, you're up next. We've got we to gotta break into small groups, but come out. Why don't you give that prophetic word from last week after we pray over Drew? Lord, we bless Drew. Yes, this spiritual community blesses Drew and his shepherding, overseeing. Ooh, I see Daniel as well. Sharp as the tack. Lord, thank you. The knowledge and wisdom you have to navigate and to strategize the vision, Drew, is from the Holy Spirit. It's not just your natural makeup. You're a Daniel. Lord, bless him. Exalt him in this place yes. with your protection and your favor. 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 Jesus, mighty name. And everybody said amen. 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 Francisco, this will be the last word. Uh, gift of administration, by the way, is allowed to dictate when we start and when we end. So, you had a prophetic word last week. Once you release that, and then we'll uh, break into our small groups. Hello. I'm surprised that I'm here. <laughs> I'm surprised because I didn't know what to expect this year from the Lord. But actually, He's so good. And last time that we were together, that's on the park, to me it was like a, everything was fresh and new. I told you about that. It was like, it was like two, two, 2020 was not even there. And I said, Lord, it's, it's so fresh. So fresh to start. And then I started receiving from Him. And this is the word that He came. It says, if I have, it's like the Lord is talking to us, okay, and to me. And I needed to hear this word. If I had a different thought, if I have a different plan 
rather than to prosper you, I will let you know. I will let you know. But my thoughts, my plans for you are to prosper you, are good, not, not to break you down, not to ruin you. My thoughts for you are to prosper you. This is the Lord talking, and he's taking the initiative to tell us, to tell me, Javier, Francisco, if I have a different one, a different thought, it has to do with the Bible. This is not the first time that the Lord speaks in this way. Jeremiah 29, 11, the same thing. Israel was going through a different, difficult time. Very difficult time. Not the same as 2020 for us, but it was difficult. Many things changed for them. And the Lord came and says, the thoughts that I have for you are good. Are good enough for evil. He has to remind us. To me, it's not only the scripture. To me, it's not only to be inspired to tell you that he has good thoughts for us. It's more an opportunity. It's a window. So I'm going to take it right now. I'm going to take it right now, and I'm going to invite you to do an exercise, which we facilitate what he's doing. So just if you want it, because somehow I believe not only myself, in many ways I disconnected from the Lord. So this is a time again to reconnect with him, to reconcile, listen to that word, because that word is using finances too. It means the accounts need to match. They need to balance. They need to be fixed. So we have many accounts in our heart that give us that relationship with the Lord that need to be reconciled. So this is our opportunity. So if you extend your hand like I'm doing right now, you can bow, you can close your eyes, but you're extending your hand, not just to receive from the Lord, there's no problem for that. It's more like to stretch your hand, to hold his hand again, to hold his hand again. And believe me, in the power of the Holy Spirit, he will reconcile you like he's reconciling me right now. The accounts are balanced. The relationship is restored. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, so I know we've used up our regular time, and I'm not going to our group ship, but we were meeting at 11 or 12.30, so now it's only 11.30. So community is so important. And what we want to do when we get in our small groups, today's message is how to stay filled with the Holy Spirit, which I didn't even get to. So we're going to get to that in our small groups. What do you do to stay filled with the Holy Spirit? It'll be great discussion. And so can I have uh, those who are going to be leading groups today, can you uh, raise your hand, okay? And I want you to just move to an area uh, where you can have a group. Shelly's, look, Shelly's already staked out her claim. Look at this. He's walking over there with a chair. we got Mark Myers over here. We've got uh, Mark Nelson over here. Uh, Carolyn's going to take the first through the fifth grade over there, that way. We have Chris and Kobe and Rachel taking the youth over into the youth area. We'll call that the youth area now. And may the Holy Spirit come and do a mighty work. And we got Christina over here raising her hand. Christina Williams is going to do a group over here. May the Holy Spirit do a great work in our community groups this morning. Great day, man.